We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Moving on to verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Pressure. It comes for all of us, right? You know that saying trial by fire? That's real right there. The interesting thing about fire though, or pressure or trials or whatever you want to call it, it can either refine us or it can consume us. And my prayer for you and for me is that when things come our way that are out of our control, things that would love to hold us back or maybe take us out, that we would be bold and we would stand firm and stand strong knowing who it is that fights alongside us. See, here's the thing. We are not victims. Quite the contrary. We are overcomers. In Jesus name. The truth is there has been something that has been coming for a lot of people, especially recently when I think it's uh, I think it's been here for a while, though. And that's anxiety, anxious thoughts, fear and panic. It's not time for me to share my full testimony yet with you because I'm still in the fight when it comes to a few areas. But by God's grace, I promise you that I will personally get to the other side. See, the enemy would love to cripple you and I to keep us from accomplishing and reaching out and walking in what we've been called to. And the sad thing is, with all the confusion and all the distractions and all the uh, temptations and all the seemingly endless amount of choices in the world today... I personally think that the devil has to do very little when it comes to giving us anxiety. Why? Well, because sometimes all it takes is like a few small incidences for us to then become victims to our own thought patterns, our own uh, ways of thinking. We get locked into fear. But I have good news for you today. The Bible says something really exciting. It says, he who the sun sets free will be free indeed and not with conditions, not with side effects, but indeed And you might be hard pressed on every side at the moment, but you're not crushed, right? You might be confused, but you're not hopeless. You might be coming against all sorts of persecution, but you're not alone. You might be um, taking, you know, hit after hit after hit, but you're still standing. You're still here, aren't you? Right? You're listening to this podcast. And as long as you are breathing, there is always hope. So don't lose heart. Today, we're taking a bit of a different turn on the show. Recently, with the radio station that I do a show on, I had the privilege of speaking to a high school. And when I was asked to come speak, they told me that they wanted me to speak on anxiety, more specifically from anxiety to peace. So today, we're pressing pause on our Walking with God series, and we're getting practical because this is the year I'm going to believe alongside you that anxiety is going to fall in your life. Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. I'm trying to be in broadcast. There's something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Hacks Podcast. Hey, Unity. It's so good to be back with you. I think it's almost been two years since I came to hang out with y'all, which means that um, there are probably some new faces in the crowd. So before I jump right into things, which I'm extremely excited to do, 
I thought I'd tell you a little bit about myself because apparently that's what uh, that's what people do at the beginning of their talk. So my name is Terry Molinaro. I'm the late night host on Life 100.3. We are a local radio station based out of Barrie, Ontario. And as of June, I will have been at Life for 10 years, which is insane. And you know, it's funny how your mind remembers random details, but I I honestly remember my first day at Life, um, the founder, Scott Jackson, he, uh, your principal knows him, by the way, he uh, walks me in. I'm 17 at the time. My only other work experience was folding towels at a YMCA. So I'm like, man, I got to work at a radio station. This is, this is pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. And he walks me in and there is this buzz. There's like this electricity in the air. You know, people are walking around between the studios. I still remember it. You know, they're, they're like people in the halls with papers looking important. And he, he looks at me and he goes, welcome to rock and roll central. And he just like smirks at me. I was like, this is uh, this is pretty great. I thought it was the coolest thing. And it gets even better. You know, the first day on the job was our annual. Well, you know, when COVID isn't uh, going on concert series called Air Raid. So we had like Hawk Nelson. We had a friend of mine manifest performing there. Other artists coming to perform a mini tour in a few of our repeater markets. So like I met the guys that I'm going to be working with for the first time. Like they're super nice. We load up the vehicle, you know, where everyone's excited. We drive down to Peterborough for the first show. It's great. Concert goes great. You know, one of the first concerts. Then, you know, we head back to Barrie, the city that the station's located in. As I mentioned, we set up everything for night two, which turns out to be so much greater. I'm like, this is amazing. This is like so much fun. Like hundreds of people hanging out at these concerts and I get to be paid for this. And uh, as I was preparing what to say and I was thinking about this, it's kind of interesting because this is a bit of a side story, but my now fiance was at that concert and I I had no idea at the time, which is pretty wild. So the only reason I know that is because I was editing a video seven years later and I saw her in the picture in front of the booth I was at and I thought that was so wild. Anyway, uh, let's move it forward. I had no idea what was waiting for me in those early years, right? I remember touring around with some bands on behalf of the station, uh, meeting so many truly amazing people and artists, but let the record show that, man, when you are traveling around central Ontario, you better believe that you're going to be bumping into some pretty, um, how can I say this? Let's just call them unique people, okay? I think I shared it uh, last time, but the story is so good that I wanted to share it with you again. So another person that works for the Life Street team, his name is Shake and Jake, a good friend of mine. And uh, he went out to an event once in uh, Barrie, downtown Barrie, and it was, um, this guy comes up to him. And like, you have to know something about my friend Jake. He's like the nicest guy, like the most innocent guy, like he'll trust anyone. And it's, but I mean that in like, not, not as an insult, but definitely a compliment. So he's with the radio station, right? He's saying hi to people, he's giving out stickers and stuff. And this guy comes up to him and he goes, dude, do you want a power transfer? See, here's the thing. I have no idea what in the world goes through Jake's head in this moment. See, if some random guy came up to me, he's like, bro, uh, you want a power transfer? Like, I don't know about you, but that is a pretty quick no thank you very much um, for me. That's like, I'm getting the taser. You know, I'm chasing him. Just joking. I don't have a taser. It's illegal and we don't carry them on the street team. But Jake, God bless him. He goes, sure, man. Um, Yeah, I like a power transfer. So the guy looks at him and goes, okay, give me your hand. So what does Jake do? Gives him his hand. And the man is like, grabs his hand, goes, ah! and he starts like violently shaking him. And Jake's like, what in the world? Then uh, this is kind of anticlimactic, but uh, the guy, he just lets go of his hand and walks away. So there you go. 
lots of fun. It was a long side tangent. All that to say, I've had a lot of fun at Life 100 out three. A lot of interesting people met over the past decade, starting out in the street team, then traveling around and now working in the studio Monday to Thursday to host uh, my radio show that I do from 7 to 11 p.m. It's called The Slam on Air. Anyway, it's so good to be here virtually nonetheless, and uh, I don't want to waste any time. I believe that I have some practical things that can really help you out, and that's exactly what I get to. So before we do, uh, let's pray. Dearly Father, I thank you so much, Lord God, for the, the, the opportunity to come speak at Unity Christian High School. Uh, I thank you for this message that we're going to be speaking on, this topic that is honestly affecting a lot of people. And uh, I thank you that we can speak to it. I thank you that we can open up your word together and see, you know, regardless of what it is that we're experiencing, what your word says about it, uh, so that we can hopefully see some people get set free, Lord God. You know what? I don't want to waste any time, Holy Spirit. I pray that it would not be just my words that people would hear, but what your spirit is saying through me and that you'd be glorified in all that we do. Uh, just in faith that we ask and believe these things in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You know, when I was first asked to come to speak again, immediately, I started to think about what it was that I wanted to talk about. And usually I find the best things that I could ever talk about, the most practical, are always the things that I've personally been through because, well, then it's real, right? I'm not just making up information. I've actually walked it. See, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, you know that guy, he's on the radio. His life is easy. He gets, uh, you know, paid to talk. But it's another thing to actually work in radio, you know, to come up with 20 hours of content to talk about and to play every single week for like 10 years straight. See, I can talk to it because I've been through it. I've been in it better than someone who has never been on the radio can. And this is why it was really interesting to me when the contact who was setting me up to speak today told me that you were going through a study on Philippians 4, more specifically talking about going. And I love the wording here, going from anxiety to peace. The reason why it's interesting is that for whatever reason, you can call it COVID, you can call it the state of the world, but there have been some anxious thoughts that have been really trying to take over my mind in a specific area for a while that have really been preventing me from things and I hate it. And so, you know, through hard lessons learned, I've been finding freedom in that area and I'm breaking through to the other side. And I think it's just like God to randomly arrange for us to talk together today. So with that being said, um, you know, let's let's waste no more time. Let's review the scripture and get right into things. So the scripture, as you know, Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything. That's a pretty easy thing to say, isn't it? Man, you know, why are you stressing? Why are you feeling like that? Why are you acting so strange? See, people who haven't walked through it sometimes have no idea that anxious thoughts and anxiety can affect the smallest areas that, you know, to the average person seems so insignificant. But to the person going through everything, it can be this huge struggle. And I've watched people around me literally shut down with panic attacks, you know, that to me seem to come out of nowhere. But the thing is, these things are not random at all. They stem from somewhere, right? They don't just magically happen. They stem from something. But I've got good news. See, we serve a good God who's able to deliver any of us from anything that would be preventing us from living the life that we need to live. John 8, 36 says something interesting. It says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And can I start off by asking you a question? 
What would your life look like? Let's imagine if it was free from anxious thoughts, free from that feeling of panic that seems to come out of nowhere or free from the feeling of panic when it comes to specific things. What would that feel like? You know, what would you do? How would you know, you walk or live your life differently. See, as humans, we like to complicate things. We say things like, oh, well, you know, that's just how it is. Life is stressful or, you know, it's fine. I can manage this or manage that. And we try. But as a Christian, which is where I'm coming from today, and that's the only approach that I can take because it's true to me, you know, because that's what I am. I believe in the Bible. You know, I see it differently. See, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. So if there's anything in your life, including anxiety or anxious thoughts that would try and steal life from you instead of giving life to you, baby, we need to see it for what it is. We need to realize that that is not our inheritance as Christians. And since I'm speaking on behalf of the radio station, it's important that before we go any further, I tell you that, hey, like I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a neuroscience degree, but I have real world experience. I've been in places where I have been pressed. I found myself out of nowhere coming under panic and I've seen God do the impossible in my life, which is why today I want to give you a few practical things that you can do to overcome and to start your journey. It's really what it is to start a journey on completely ripping out anxiety and anxious thoughts out of your life. And it's with great respect um, that I want to share these things for you and uh, not uh, not saying, oh, you know, like I've arrived or anything like that, because it really is a journey. But through that journey, I've learned things that I think could really benefit uh, you uh, like as well, benefit you as well as you go forward. So the first thing I want you to remember, and this only really applies if you're a Christian, I'm not trying to center anyone out, but once again, this is who I am. So this is the place where I speak from. So the first thing is what we just spoke about. We need to realize that God didn't give anxiety to us. Why is this important? Well, if God didn't give it, we don't have to take it. If he didn't intend it, then we don't have to put up with it. And we can know deep down inside, even if we haven't begun our journey to uh, freedom yet, we can know that we can come against anxiety with heaven's authority and win 100% of the time. And I didn't make a mistake there either. It was more of a faith statement. We can win against anxiety 100% of the time. That's the first thing and you know, the foundation. See, it's the truth, the Bible says, that sets us free. It's not a version of it. It's not an opinion, but the truth. It's knowing deep down inside that, hey, this isn't what was intended for me, knowing that God is something else. And that is the other side of the title that you've been um, going through from anxiety to peace. But notice that there's a transition there that we have to make. There has to be a point where you get so fed up that you say, you know what? No more. I will do whatever it takes. This is priority, literally number one. I will be a man or a woman who's going to go from the anxiety that I am facing right now into the peace that God has promised me in his word. So with that being said, let's get started. I feel like I've said that 48 times with some extremely actionable steps that you can start taking to make that transition. The first one, I remember years ago listening to a message that this man was preaching and he said something profound and the wisdom in the um, the sentence that I'm about to share with you has really made it possible for me to overcome things and get through tough times that would take a lot of people out. So check this out. He said, what you do not confront will not change. What you do not confront will not change. So if you're taking notes or if you have your phone or if you want something you know, to remember, that is definitely number one. See, what you and I, what we just try to ignore, what we do not confront, it's not going to change. And how could it? You know, when we really think of it, it sounds silly. 
I have a scary announcement to make. You can go through your entire life with anxiety if you want to. You can live and operate, grow old and die with anxious thoughts embedded in your mind if you choose. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, if you choose to be one of the rare few, you can stand up and take back your mind and experience peace. And honestly, guys, it's kind of strange for me to say this because we aren't that far apart in age, but you guys listening are young. So please make the choice to confront it head on. See, the longer you live with something, it doesn't matter what it is. Science shows us that it gets deeper and deeper engraved into our minds and makes it that much harder to recover from. Now, is it impossible? Absolutely not. But it's easier to overcome when the habits haven't taken a hold of your mind for decades, if that makes sense. So the first step is taking back your mind and making the transition from anxiety to peace. If you need to make up your mind, uh, rather, if you're going to do that, you need to make up your mind, you know, get fired up and say, I will not live like this. You know, God does not have this for me and confront it. Earlier, I used a word that painted a good picture. You need to violently rip it out. Now, I'm not talking physically rip anything out of anything. All right. You know, I know there was a few people that are getting a little bit nervous at that. I'm talking about finding out what triggers it, you know, going to the root, getting counseling, you know, reading the books, putting in the effort, not letting things sit and grow, but going after it and really being intentional, taking up the mindset of whatever it takes. I do not care. I do not care. I'm not measuring myself against someone else's timeline. I'm going to go the distance and get this out of my life. And before I move forward to the second step, I've found extremely helpful. I want to share a story with you. There was a friend of mine years ago who called me up one day. He was like, Terry, I need to talk with you. So I said, okay, no worries. Like, let's get together. Let's talk. So obviously, you know, this was a while ago before COVID. Uh, So we did. And they began to tell me that they were struggling with uh, pornography and addiction with pornography. And they said, Terry, I want you to be my accountability partner. At first, I was a little bit taken aback. I was like, all right, but I don't really feel qualified to be an accountability partner, but I prayed about it, was given the green light. So I said, okay, yeah, this is good. Like, let's do this. Now we got together and the Holy Spirit gave me wisdom that is far beyond my personal means. I was told to tell the person, hey, leave your phone. Don't go near a computer, but bring me a piece of paper and a pen. So, you know, they go, they search for these items, they bring them back to me. And I then told them, I want you to spend the next 10 minutes or so and write down from memory absolutely every scripture verse that you know. So they went off and I waited and they came back and put the paper down in front of me and on it was maybe like three scriptures. And I remember even looking at one and thinking to myself, that's not really even the verse, but okay. So check this out. This is so good. This is what the Holy Spirit wanted me to say to that person. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. Remember, I was a bit like uh, strong because they asked me to be an accountability partner. So you better believe that I'm going to be like a straight shooter and not mess around. He said, you spend 24 hours watching things online, you know, watching TV shows, giving into the addiction, you know, spending time on social media, getting all these influences and taking it all in. And the only defense that you have in your mind are these two, maybe three scriptures. And I'll tell you what. The guy, I watched his face like he just had the biggest epiphany ever right then and there. He steps back and was like, wow. But it's so true, right? Here's how I know it wasn't my thoughts. Because when I said it, I heard what I was saying. And I was personally blown away and convicted. I was like, man, I got to work on this myself. Like that's, that's really good. But once again, it's what only the Holy Spirit can give. So how does that tie into everything? Well, the second thing we're going to need to do is something that the Bible refers to, and you've probably heard it many times, but renew the mind, renewing the mind. 
If you were to look up the definition of renew, one of the definitions is literally replace something that is broken or worn out. See, this is the transition that we spoke about. We're taking the old, the anxious thoughts, the anxiety, the panic. We're realizing that it is a broken system. It is not serving us. It's not bringing life. It's stealing life. It doesn't work that it's not going to get us where we need to go. And we're replacing it with peace, God's peace that cannot be taken away from us once we have it in our minds and in our spirits. Practically, we need to take what is in our minds, you know, the neural pathways that have been established, and we need to start filling them with the truth of God's word and allowing that to transform our way of thinking until our thoughts and the way we've always thought is transformed once again from anxiety to peace. If we even look back at the scripture you guys have been focusing on from Philippians, we can see this definitely play out. So once again, Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Present them to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will then guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as a result. See, the peace of God, which goes beyond understanding, it goes, you know, beyond the norms that we have accepted or that society preaches. That will be the thing that will be able to guard our hearts and our minds. So let's recap before we move on to the uh, next one. Number one, what you do not confront will not change. Game on. You know, we need to go after it. It's priority number one. No more just letting it sit, you know, letting it control you. Then number two, we need to take action by actively, not passively, actively, not passively renewing our minds. We need to literally replace the anxious thoughts with the truth of God's peace found in his word. See, It's a process, but I want you to start seeing things differently. Each time you get into the word, you know, each time you memorize some scripture, each time you find what God says about peace in his word, each time you even sit with a Christian counselor or, you know, reach a or read a book by someone who has overcome it, you are literally coming against an old way of thinking so you can make the transition from anxiety to peace. You're enabling your mind to even make that trip. Now, the final thing that I want to leave with you today, I wish I had more time because it's such a deep topic, but the final thing is an idea. Anxiety. Where does it happen? See, you're not just out and about and walking around and then bam, you know, you see anxiety swinging from a tree or walking down the street. This is why it's a tough one to overcome because it's in your mind. With that being said, we need to take the position of if it is a battle for my mind, then the mind is where I need to fight the battle. The last time I spoke here, I spoke about focus, how what you focus on becomes the lens that you'll end up seeing and experiencing life through. Well, nothing has changed, you know, when it comes to this situation. If you see anxiety, um, you know, my friends, as something that you'll always live with, that's what will happen. Why? Well, because you'll never rise above what you believe. You'll never rise above what you believe. So we need to start changing the way we speak and the way that we think. So let's get super practical and start nice and easy. I had a friend who didn't think that they were smart, right? So you know what uh, they did? And this was actually pretty surprising to me. They walked around all the time, like telling people how stupid they were. Literally, they would say that. They would bring it up in conversation. And you know what? I got so angry with them once. I got so irritated. I was like, listen, you go around saying you're like, you're stupid. Like what in the world? See, Once again, we're never going to rise above what it is that we believe. And it's time that we start speaking some life into our minds. It doesn't have to be fancy, right? For example, 
you know, God, I thank you that you have given me the mind of Christ. I thank you that I'm not a person who walks in anxiety. I thank you that I don't make decisions based upon, you know, anxiety or anxious thoughts. I thank you that I have a mind filled with peace. Where I am, where I've been is not where I'm headed. See, we need to start speaking to our spirits and speaking to our minds, not what we see, but what we know to be the truth. We can't go around owning things like, oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm just, oh, oh, I'm anxious. Oh, oh, this and this and this is how it's always going to be. My mom was this and this and blah. See, we need to speak life over ourselves. Now, with that being said, that doesn't mean you like live in a fantasy world. Like I'm not talking about walking around with, you know, no clothes and going, man, you know, what a beautiful day. Hey, you love my shirt, Phil. You know, as you're standing in the street in your underwear, see, acknowledge it, but don't associate yourself with it, you know, with something you've always been trapped with and in. This is where I am but it is not where I am going. I may be experiencing it, but this is not me. I'm passing through and I'm coming to the other side. Before I close off today, I wanted to share something with you that I heard actually Robert Downey Jr. say once. That was pretty profound. That's right. A little bit of an inspiration from Iron Man. If you don't know the story, he struggled with drug abuse for decades and he finally went to prison. He ended up serving time, was released, and he found himself on with Oprah. And she asked him a question about how he was able to pull himself out of that state he was in. And he said something shocking. He said, it wasn't hard. And Oprah was taken aback. You could see it on her face. She's like, what do you mean it wasn't hard? He said, it wasn't. He said, these things aren't hard to overcome. What's hard is to decide. My goodness, the wisdom that is in that sentence from Robert Downing Jr. is crazy. It's not hard to do what's hard to what's hard is to decide. Can I maybe even suggest that the devil knows this? He knows that God has given you the ability through his grace to overcome absolutely and completely everything that would try and hold you back. Remember, it's not God. It's the devil that comes to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. So the enemy tries to keep us in this place of being unsure. Oh, man, you know. I tried to overcome it, but then I was hit with a panic attack. You know, I can't step out. It's too scary. Man, you know, I tried last week, but then, you know, my heart started racing. Look, it's true. These things are happening to you, to people every single day. It's not fake. It's real. But, you know, there's something that happens in a man and in a woman when their mind starts to see the truth in God's word. When they start to realize that what's been going on, how they've been played, um, how they've been prevented from living an amazing life through uh, because of anxiety, they say, that's it. You know, I've had it. No more. And then they decide. So let me close it off with this. When you decide, when you make up your mind to overcome, I promise you, you will. When you realize that greater is he that is in you and partners with you than he that is in the world, that you already have deep down inside what you need to overcome, I'll tell you, you will overcome. When you know you should, it won't be enough. But when you must, like Tony Robbins says, you will, and that's my prayer for you today. You have things to do in your life, right? There are people that need you to overcome, but the choice is ultimately yours, if you will. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to just share these few thoughts when it comes to that transition that is so amazing from anxiety to peace. And maybe someone tonight just needs to hear that that is a possibility. So easy when we've struggled with things for too long, uh, we tell ourselves the lie of, oh, you know what? This is just always going to be my fate in life. But I pray that they would realize and everyone would realize that for what it is as not the truth. 
I pray that we would remember to go into your word, Lord God, and we would realize that when you set someone free, they're going to be free. Absolutely. Not with side effects, not with, um, you know, having to revisit it all the time. No, I thank you so much by faith that you will completely set free every single person today who takes it to heart and they you know, when they start putting things in place and realizing that, listen, I have maybe put up with this for too long. I'm going to start confronting it. And when they realize, Lord God, that, you know, where where they've been and where they are is not where they're headed. I pray that you would just make up the difference, Lord God, that they would truly be able to be free and make the transition from anxiety to peace. I ask all these things in your name and thank you by faith for what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. A little bit of a diversion from what we've been speaking on recently, but... So, so, so important. We're not done either. I only had a few moments to briefly talk to the students for 25 minutes or so. But, you know, personally, and this is just me off the top, I don't want this podcast to be a quick hit, you know, throwaway type of podcast that you just listen to to fill dead air time in your car on the way to work. I want to get stuff done. You know, and uh, God forbid that this podcast ever turns into something else where it's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw something together because, you know, I like to post consistently. No, I want to get stuff done. That is exactly what the name means. You know, church acts, we are supposed to be people of action. So in the future, as I go deeper and deeper into things, and as I keep learning, and as the Holy Spirit keeps renewing my mind personally, God willing, I'll keep sharing what I learned so that in turn, you can be completely set free from absolutely everything and anything that would try and hold you back in this life. Remember step one though, what you do not confront will not change. Just like anything, we need to put the work in on our end and trust God to do the rest. What does this practically look like? Well, it looks like books. It might look like journaling, uh, like a lot of prayer, maybe even a Christian counselor. But what you do not confront will not change. Do not leave this. Do not leave this. Do not choose to continue to struggle. So this week, we need to start confronting things. Personally, I'll tell you what I'm doing. So I'm reading books. What book am I currently reading? Well, the first one is by Dr. Caroline Leaf. It's called Think, Learn, and Succeed, I believe. Remember, if it's a battle in the mind, the mind is where we need to bring the battle. This comes by renewing our minds, you know, by the truth that is in God's word. But it's also good to know what's happening in your brain Uh, why it's responding the way it is. So that's what the book is all about. What else am I doing? Well, I'm journaling. I bought a journal to write down every breakthrough that I have, every thought that crosses my mind, every word and piece of wisdom that God has given me. So it's not just I'm floating around somewhere. I have it written down and documented. And on top of that, I'm making sure not occasionally, but daily and consistently I'm getting into the word to see what God says about peace so that I can personally renew my mind. I'll put a link in the show notes to all the resources that I mentioned, as well as to a few other books that have helped me understand how the mind works. And remember, every time you put things in place or in motion, you are taking another step towards freedom and ultimately the life that God has for us all to live. So, you know, with that being said, I love you, believe in you. And remember, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down. But you know what? We're not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on what we just might be feeling around us, but what is unseen since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I believe that we will win.